Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. I'm still kind of coming down from my cloud nine after my conversation with my guest today, Rachel Hunt. Rachel is a dreamer, a seeker, and a doer. Rachel uses her power in subconscious reprogramming, building a magnetic personal brand and spiritual rituals to support women in wellness, finding their alignment, love, success, abundance, just in life, in their business, in their finances, in their relationships, in their travel. She walks us through really what living a freedom-based lifestyle is and how we can use shadow work, how we can use the pieces of NLP, which she describes in great detail, to get us unstuck, to finally make the moves in our spiritual life, in our personal life, just in life in general. For me, I've identified so strongly with words that she said where we're doing all the things, we're doing the morning rituals and the manifestations and the journaling and the prompting and the X and the Y and the Z and you're wearing the crystals and doing it all, but you're still not making progress. And Rachel really talks us through why, why that is and gives us some great tangible ways to finally get the success that you are working so hard to have and that you truly, truly deserve to have. Rachel is incredible. I cannot wait for you to feel those same high vibe energies that I was getting from her in our conversation. Welcome back, everybody. I'm very excited to chat with my guest today, Rachel Hunt. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Megan. Absolutely. I always like to have my guests go ahead and just dive in with an introduction. So give the listeners a little the view into who Rachel is. Okay. Um, well, I'll give a, just a quick overview. So my name is Rachel. I go by Rach often. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Freedom Rach. Uh, I like uh, having, I, I nickname everyone in my life. So I feel like I want people to be able to nickname me. So I call myself a mindset and success coach. I started off in the online space about six years ago now. And my first introduction to the online world was by way of um, being diagnosed with celiac disease. And that uh, inspired me to create a blog that followed around my gluten-free life. And it was called Gluten Freedom. And it was really because at that time, um, I mean, six years ago isn't really that long, but it has come a long way in the way of gluten-free living. So back then it was a little harder. So my first, uh, yeah, my first business was, was about that. But as I continue to, I think, come into my own and become more confident and comfortable with who I was, I started sharing more of my life and more of my lifestyle, which is freedom-based at the foundation. So sharing 
my love of travel and my love of, you know, working for myself, work, working wherever I desire. And it wasn't just about my, my diet. So I dropped gluten from my, from my handle and became freedom range because that, that represented me as a whole. Yes, my diet is still gluten free, but I wanted to be able to um, impact people in a, in a different way. And I think I was really um, propelled in this direction when I launched my own podcast a, a couple of years ago with one of my um, Instagram turn real life besties. And we were navigating, uh, the kind of like the spiritual motivational world, like we were on our own individual personal development journey. So we used our podcast to have guests on to explore that. And when we were interviewing people, like it just really made me want to be better and want me to, it made me want to go deeper on my own journey. And so that led me into this world of coaching this world of NLP, which I'm a master neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. So that's where the mindset component comes in. And then success component comes from just my lived experience of uh, building my online, own online platform along with um, my digital marketing background. So I am really proud and excited that that's my new direction, inspiring other female entrepreneurs to achieve their freedom life and to, you know, ultimately whatever that looks like for them, like it looks different for all of us. So um, yeah, freedom is really just my way of living and I use my platform to, and my, and my work and my services to inspire and encourage others to, to get after that. I am crazy about how you use the word freedom-based lifestyle and how that just truly encompasses so many, so many things. I, I, yeah. I've never heard of it. And I really enjoy that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, I've come into that definition on my own too, because I'm like, yeah, it's not just one area of life and it's not cookie cutter because that's not freedom. <laughs> like freedom looks completely different for everyone where I love to travel freedom for the next person could just be freedom to be able to work from home and be with our family and be able to, you know, re- be around their children more. Like that's, freedom for some people it's having flexibility it's having yeah it's having uh it's about designing the life that you desire in my opinion was there some fear about stepping away from that gluten-free lifestyle or even having that as your name on instagram or such a part of your identity to say hey i'm kind of going to share the rest of me too and here it is oh yeah like it yes for a long time i it was probably like at least a year and a half before I actually made that transition that I had been thinking about. And I was feeling increasingly disconnected from not necessarily my audience, because I'm very grateful that, you know, the gluten-free community, the wellness community that I, that I've grown um, was super supportive. And I think that's what made it so hard was that I was I was growing, I was expanding. And so I didn't want to just be limited to, um, you know, my diet and the food I was eating and all of that. I wanted to introduce more. So I was really worried that I was going to let other people down. And so I held back for a really long time and I really sat with it for a long time. And like I mentioned, like my own podcast was really kind of the catalyst that continued to push me to like seeking freedom for myself in other ways and uh what actually 
encouraged me to take the leap was seeing a psychic when I was in Sedona, Arizona, about like a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago now. And she had said something that just like stuck with me. And she's like, stop trying to make um, your work fit you like, or Mm. sorry, stop trying to fit into your work let your work fit into you. And I was just like, yeah, like, why am I holding on to purely one aspect of my life, which was like the diet and the gluten-free living when, you know, I'm so much more than that. And I'm so ready to share that other side of me and share more of this with my, my audience. And so it was that, that really just like lit a fire in my pants. And I was like, yeah, like, doing this and um when I did it I was so like warmly received like people were just like yes like this feels so much more aligned like it it was just yeah it was kind of like this shedding of these layers um and really allowed me to just own who I was and it just felt so freeing and liberating I can only imagine too that that just drew in such a more deeply connected audience and drew in an audience that was really looking for something from you that you just hadn't been able to connect with before oh yes completely it was about like six months before I like officially transitioned that I was starting to integrate more yeah of my life and lifestyle into my content and it was that glute or yeah the gluten piece that just kept like getting in the way where I was just like oh like I want to inspire people but I don't want to mislead you know potential new followers or you know, my audience and, and, um, yeah, mislead them to think that it's just all like gluten-free content. Like I was really, yeah, it felt like I was, you know, in the confines of this box. So yeah, it was, it really, it, it allowed people to connect with me in a, in a bigger way. And it's, um, yeah, I think been the most rewarding shift in my business because of course, I mean, six years of having an online platform or online presence is a long time. And, you know, I've allowed myself to grow and expand um, as, as I've grown and expanded. So I think that's really important, especially anyone who's listening, who may be feeling like they're stuck in, in a box that they've, you know, imposed on themselves. Like it's okay to break free from that. And in fact, it's encouraged because if you're feeling disconnected, then likely others are feeling the same way if they're absorbing your content. Do you ever feel like too, there's a piece that we so deeply identify with these labels that either are placed on us or we give to ourselves that, you know, it's, you were gluten-free and that's who you were. And that was a piece. And it was saying, wow, I don't want this whole, I don't want this label to keep me stuck in this box or to only be able to identify myself as whatever I am or somebody else again is labeling me as. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think there are, I I, I was totally like victim of that because I mean, when I first started, I envisioned myself to be like, like world renowned gluten-free blogger. Um, you know, I thought that was just like my destiny, but I realized very quickly that it, it, that it wasn't. And so because I had created this label for myself and, you know, essentially built, um, built my, my, my brand within the confines of this label. Um, yeah, I, I think like it, it, I don't know, like, I think a lot of, a lot of people I see out there do that, but I've also seen so many people successfully expand out of it and just like come into their own. And it's like, Ooh, yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. So, um, you know, I'm not saying not because I think it is important to have a niche or to have a specific focus when you are first launching, like it's important for you to have that clarity, but that clarity 
I guess doesn't have to mean just like a linear or like one, one pillar, like it can be multifaceted and you can have a totally successful um, business that's, you know, four or five different pillars. And um, you could have four or five different labels within that, within that brand as well. Like it's, it's um, up to you, you, you create their own rules, right? Well, and I think like you said, basically coming back to letting you fit into that business instead of like so much suffocating yourself into what you feel the parameters are. If it feels good, do it, whether that's very tightly sticking to a label or if that's expanding out, do what you truly inside feel comfortable doing. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down, especially if it's a reflection of you, like in the online world, like if it's a personal brand, it's so important to carve out, you know, your unique identity. Um, that's you that represents who you are because no one else can, can be you No, you can be similar to others, but no one's going to have the, the, um, you know, the flair that you bring that like uniqueness, um, that's, that's only available to you. So yeah, like so important to establish, um, who you are and, and differentiate in that way. You had mentioned earlier NLP. Can you explain exactly what NLP is? Yeah. So it stands for neuro-linguistic programming. So how I explain it in like very simple terms, it's essentially the study of the language of our subconscious minds. So I work with um, women primarily who are, um, whether they're coaches, wellness practitioners, or bloggers, influencers, and what I find is that a lot of um, a lot of us are experiencing similar roadblocks, like similar challenges, similar hurdles, and it's not it's it's often something it's often something that we're not consciously aware of, right? So for me, I'm I'm a very spiritual person, and for years and years, I felt like I was doing all the quote unquote things that you were supposed to do, like the mantras and meditations, reading the books, listening to the podcast, but I wasn't experiencing the results and the shifts that I desired. And when I was starting to work with women one-to-one, like I was learning that they had similar blocks that I did. And unfortunately at that time, I didn't feel like I had the answers to help them overcome it. So I started kind of diving into, um, mindset, you know, like becoming really fascinated with our mind and, and really trying to master my own mindset. And I kept coming across NLP and I truthfully didn't know what it was. I was just like, what the heck is this? Why do I keep coming across it? Like I need to learn more. And so I found myself, um, taking a practitioner level training and went to LA to do it. And I was like, Whoa, okay. Now I have these tools that I can use for myself and overcome all my barriers, all my limiting beliefs, all my negative emotions. And I can use this uh, in my sessions and use it to apply to, to the women I'm working with. And so the powerful thing about it is that our subconscious mind, when we understand how it works, is the like foundation of all of our success. Our subconscious mind makes up 99.9 
4% of our minds, whereas our conscious mind, our thinking mind, our logical, rational mind is only 0.06%. So what we consciously think of, what we're consciously saying, you know, even if I'm saying the mantras and, and affirming the positive things, if my subconscious programming isn't aligned with that, unfortunately, I'm never going to meet the results I desire. The conscious mind is the goal setter. Our subconscious mind is the goal getter. So it's really important to work with the subconscious mind to reprogram what we've been conditioned um, through childhood. Perhaps it's generational. Perhaps it's past life. If you if you believe in that, which I happen to, um, and and going back and releasing things that don't serve us and that are getting in our way of our own power and potential. So um, using various tools and techniques, we're able to actually, what I call kind of like wipe our slate clean, sweep away that junk so that we can imprint a, a, a program that, that is aligned with where we want to go, is aligned for the success we desire, is, you know, a vibrational match for the income goals that we have. And a lot of people don't understand, they get really defeated and, and discouraged because, you know, like I said, like I was in that same category where I was like, I'm doing all the things. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why my results are, are just coming up short. And when I understood that my programming was, um, yeah, was, was dictating something completely opposite of what I wanted, it all made sense. And it allowed for me to be like, okay, it's all right. This is, this is going to be okay. And I can, I can work through, um, that reprogramming process. Does that make sense? Totally. And I feel like that is such a piece that I struggle with and that I know many of my listeners have too. You know, like you said, we're doing all of the things I'm doing. I'm doing every morning ritual. I'm doing my mantras. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Why am I still stuck in this pattern of not growing and evolving like I see everybody else doing Mm -hmm. or hear about everybody else doing? Yeah. I mean, and that's a big, that was a big thing for me too. Like, you know, okay, people talk about these five figure months, people talk about, you know, this flow and this ease and like abundance just coming to you, just like the manifestation process, law of attraction process, which I studied in and out. And I just didn't understand why I was coming up short. Like why I, I, why me? Like, you know, that was such a big thing. I was like stuck in this like victim mindset almost where I'm just like, why the heck does it work for everyone else? And it's not working for me. It was really, really discouraging. And the thing was, you know, when, once I studied it, once I became a master practitioner, because I then went back and, and took the next level, the highest level, um, it, it really just, it, it opened my eyes and it allowed me to understand that, you know, this was why I wasn't meeting the results. This is why I wasn't um, succeeding in the way that I felt I deserved. And you know what? Ultimately, it comes down to your believability in you like that component of law of attraction or manifestation is I think often overlooked or skimmed over by the layman and I I don't say layman in a bad way it's like the average person like I I also was missing that key component where it's like okay asking is so simple believing sure I can say I believe but really believing is actually quite difficult to do and in order to believe we have to dig in at a subconscious level we got to go through those layers we got to do that inner work that shadow work we got to yeah we got to dig it up and for some people um that shadow work can be years and years and years that that inner work can be 
um, can take a long time. With NLP, we can do that deep inner work in like a fraction of the time. Of course, that deep, deep work um, is, is encouraged and is will go a long way. Like we still we can't just ignore, um, you know, ignore those things. But with NLP, we can kind of get to the root of it. We can bring it up without having to to sit in it, like to relive it or to um, um, to to really feel into them. We can release it rather quickly. So um, the results can be very quick if you're willing to to release. If you're ready to to see those shifts happen for you, is there? I don't know the best way to say. Is there almost like a disconnect sometimes? I think when we talk about manifestation and being open and all of these, this type of living to say, but I'm putting in the work and I don't feel like I'm getting the results I deserve. To me, when I think that I sometimes think, are you playing victim mode or are you Mm -hmm. really being honest about you do deserve these great things? It's Mm -hmm. you're worthy of having that. But sometimes I almost feel like we're not entitled to say that. Yeah, like how I see it, because this is something that, um, you know, a lot of my clients come to me with, like, you know, well, I'm doing all the work, rage. like I'm doing this thing, I'm manifest, I'm, you know, especially now I've been, not now, but I- I've had quite a few people, yes, I focus on business, but I mean, you know, other areas of our lives um, come into the sessions or come into my work. So uh, one that's come up quite a few times recently is like manifesting your like, soulmate or like a partner and I hear this over and over again like I'm doing all the things like I'm journaling I'm getting clear I'm getting specific and like you know it to the way I hear it being described because I don't care about I don't I, now I don't hear what's being said I hear what's not being done right mm-hmm. so I hear I hear them saying that you're doing all the things but that in and of itself is like well no, you're obviously not. Because if you were, you'd be seeing the results you wanted. And you're almost the way you're describing it to me is coming from almost like a desperate or a lack um, mentality, where you actually feel like you're doing all the things you're almost like, um, you're coming at it from like, almost like a needy perspective. And not to say I I don't, you know, let them down. I'm not I'm not um, very, conscious of how I present that but that's what I hear it's you know if you really were doing all the work if you really did feel and and honestly at your core believe that you're worthy and deserving of what it is you're calling in this wouldn't you know we wouldn't be having this conversation so we actually have to look at things of okay so what is it that you deserve and once you start to kind of peel away those layers and uncover it it's you know, I think a lot of people are, are just saying, like I said, they're saying the things, they're saying the things that they think they're meant to say. And that could be saying, yeah, well, I do believe that I'm worthy of it. I do believe that I deserve it. But they actually don't. Like, that's a direct disconnect from what their subconscious programming um, believes. And so consciously stating um, X, Y, Z doesn't mean that it's actually going to manifest into reality because our manifestations come from the subconscious and it, it does require us to, to go to our subconscious level and be real with ourselves. Like you said, like we got to be real, like sure. You can tell your best friend or sure. You can tell your coach or your mentor that you're doing the things or um, that you're ready for the work. But you know, if you were to ask yourself, chances are you would, and if you were being really, really honest with yourself, chances are you'd be like, 
you know what, I'm, a- I'm actually not doing everything. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of avoiding things, or I'm actually kind of fearful, or I'm actually kind of not sure if I believe what I want, right? So it, it really does. I mean, that's part of the shadow work. Like that's part of, of, of diving in. It's like really asking yourself and being like, do I really believe this? Like, where, where am I holding myself back? You know, like, I think our ego likes to step in the way. And that's our conscious mind. Our ego likes to say that, you know, it's doing all these things and likes to get that instant gratification and that validation. But, you know, subconsciously, it's not, it's a different story. To me too, I feel like that is exactly why working with a coach in some aspect is so valuable because I truly might think and believe firmly that I am doing all the right things, but you almost need somebody to call you out in a nice way. Like you said, you're not just going to throw them under the bus and say like, you should be doing this, but to say, Hey, are you looking at this aspect? Are you really, let's challenge that and let's dive into it and see And to me, that's a level of a professional relationship with a coach that sometimes is so much better served than somebody I love doing that. Oh, yeah. With somebody you love, it's just easier to get defensive and to say, but when you know it's somebody outside of that, it's like, okay, maybe you're right. Oh, for for sure. And I, and you know, like, yeah, like I think, I think when you speak to a loved one, of course, like I honor and encourage open communication in all areas of our life. Um, but when it comes down to things like, yeah, that, like we were just mentioning, having a conversation with a loved one about your business growth or um, about calling in a partner, I mean, they're going to have a more subjective view. Whereas as a coach or a mentor, you could have a more objective view. And like you said, you can give a little bit more tough love or you can be a little bit more, um, I guess like uh, practical with it, you know, like um, a little bit more, I guess, blunt. I, I, I'm known to be slightly blunt, but in a, in a way that's, you know, inspiring action because without that, without a little bit of tough love or like questioning um, you know, we will always kind of like get the same results over and over and over because if someone's saying like, yeah, you're right. Like you are doing all the things, then we're just going to be like, yeah, like it's just me. I'm, in, I'm inherently flawed when no like it's yeah we provide we're able to then provide kind of like a um an alternative perspective and a perspective that's often overlooked and a perspective that's often right in our face and we're just like oh how did I not see this before so um yeah whereas a loved one often has your best interest in mind but in a different way so um yeah I think like a coach in any area of your life that you feel you you need some support in is a good idea. And in my personal experience, the greatest growth and shifts that I've experienced have been with a coach beside my beside me. Um, and that's been the past two years for me. Before that, I'm like, what the heck was I doing? Like, how was I getting anywhere? And then I wasn't. That's the thing. I was kind of going around in circle and circle and circle, um, kind of just like, trying something a little differently, but being met with the same results. And when I, you know, took that, um, took that chance on myself and invested in myself, that's when, that's when growth really uh, happened because I was leveling up, not just um, with my actions, but, you know, I was signaling, signaling to the universe. I like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Let's get into it. (laughs) 
in the same way too that you said, you know, with NLP, you can get using that as a tool, you can get results so much faster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like with a coach. Yes. Eventually through trial and error, through years or however long of trudging through the muck, you're probably going to get where you need to be. Well, you will for sure. But man, you can just streamline the process so much faster. Oh yeah. I think that's it. Like, it's like, I look back, I'm like, okay, like I definitely accomplished a lot on my own, but I didn't do it fast. Like Mm -hmm. I, had to go through, like, I look back now as that part of my journey is, as part of my process, because all of that has brought me here. And now I can, like you mentioned, I like that term, like streamline it for others. But I did not have a streamlined approach for about three years. So my, my experience was like, yeah, you have to, you have to really struggle, like you've got to go through the highs and the lows, and it's going to take a long time. And, you know, I don't believe that at all anymore. I actually, in fact, believe the opposite. Um, But also, it's up to you to decide that for yourself. And it's up to you to, to believe in yourself, to get those results and to, you know, to, to be willing to invest in yourself to get those results. You had mentioned a few times shadow work. Can you just explain a little bit more of what shadow work is and how you use it with your clients? Yeah. So my, um, I guess like my first major experience with shadow work was with my first mindset coach. And I didn't really, I, 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 I didn't ever have a label for it. Like I didn't know really that shadow work was called shadow work. You know, I had done things like journaling on my own. I had done things like, you know, I don't know, I'd done various things, uh, journaling probably being one of them, mirror talk being another. Um, but when I worked with a mindset coach, um, that was kind of my first, uh, my first step in, in this direction of like leveling the hell up, like, you know, taking charge of my life. Um, and really just like pulling up my pants to be like, okay, girl, like you gotta, you gotta do something differently. So what shadow work for me means is, is facing your ego, like facing the darkness in order to come into the light. So coming face to face with, um, with yourself and coming to terms with the fact that you have done things or you've said things or you have a tendency to behave in a certain way and you have qualities within yourself that have um, resulted in outcomes that are less than desirable and this can be on a personal level this can be in relationships this can be in your business and for me believe I have a lot of um, you know shadow Uh, I've got a pretty strong ego that ran the show for a very long time and was the result of me just like self-sabotaging was a result of me like just repeating similar cycles and behaviors and patterns over and over again and so what shadow work does is it sheds a light on on these bits of yourself and it also acknowledges that it's not necessarily a part of you like it's not it is a part of you but it's but it's um like a part of you that you don't have to associate with, like you're able to acknowledge that it's there to serve you and to serve lessons for you and very, very important and powerful lessons. And when you see it in that angle that, you know, those dark, those dark bits that come up and that could be, like I mentioned, self-sabotage, 
um, fear, doubt, comparison, um, lack of confidence, uh, feelings of unworthiness, negative emotions, whatever that might be for you. I mean, we've probably experienced every uh, facet of that in some capacity. It's about acknowledging that, becoming aware of it, but being able to work with that, you know, being able to step away acknowledge and observe the lesson that's meant to be um, taken away from from that part of you and then using that as a stepping stone in your personal growth journey using that as ammunition to grow from and evolve in a very powerful way and yeah it's messy yeah it's ugly yes it's it's hard and just you know so many times I've wanted to avoid it but it's made me a stronger person overall because it's allowed me to, I think, just come to terms with with it. And um, and without being able to come into terms with it, we can't release it. And if we can't release it, we're always going to stay in it. So I see it as a really powerful way to just step into more light. You know, so for acknowledging that we self-sabotage every time um we see something like you know someone on instagram who seems to be doing better than you and we you know start self-sabotaging by saying we're not good enough that we'll never get there that you know it never works out for us in the same way that it works out for others whatever that story might be for you so rather than sitting in that you know self-sabotaging self-destructive inner talk we can step back observe what's being said and pivot and reframe what I call reframing to a belief or a thought or, um, you know, uh, an action that is more aligned with what you ultimately want to feel. Does that make sense? Totally, totally makes sense. And uh, as you're explaining it too, I just keep thinking back to the same conversation that we just had, what a well-needed place for a coach or somebody to step in and can help you to do that because when things and I guess I'll just speak for myself but I'm assuming most of us when things get icky when things get dark and hard that's when I slam on the brakes that's when I don't want to sit in my shit I don't want to feel that crap or be really honest with myself but to have somebody to kind of hold your hand and give you tough love at the same time until you keep pushing through oh yeah like it can be a very, very lonely and scary journey on your own. I mean, it's it's one that I did on my own for a number of years. However, exactly like it that and that was part of my shadow work too. Is this pride of not you know feeling like I don't have to ask anyone else for help that I could do it on my own? And sure, you can. But how much more empowering is it to be able to have someone alongside you in that journey? How much more empowering is it to Um, yeah, to have that support and guidance, you know, from someone who's been there from an expert who's, who's gone through the trenches and has come out on the other side, like that to me is, um, that to me is far more appealing than, than staying um, kind of going along that journey on your own. Like it's, it's not a, not a route that I want to take anymore and it was one that I had to of course come to on my own but it was almost that breaking point where I was like okay like I like it was like the cosmic slap in my face that I needed like you need to wake up girl you're not you're not getting to where you're going on your own now like it's time for you to um it's time for you to change it up it's time for you to do something differently and 
yeah, like I, I didn't want to be alone anymore. I didn't, I didn't want to pump the brakes every time it got hard. I didn't want to avoid. And, and, um, you know, I know so many women are at that stage where they're just like, yes, that's me. Like I, I, I'm just, I want to change. I just don't know where to start. And yeah, like you don't have to do it on your own. You really don't. The options are there and the choice, the choice is yours. We always have that choice. Um, the first, the first step is just acknowledging that you want to change and that you're ready for it. Well, and props to you, Rachel, for following that and saying, hey, I am going to do this because we can all choose to sit in victim if we want to. And mm-hmm. it doesn't propel us forward, but it, at the time feels a lot more comfortable than than facing anything that we don't want to be facing. Oh, yeah, it's so much easier. I mean, look, at the time, it's easier to avoid, but oh, long term, what the heck does avoiding do? I mean, it just perpetuates the same cycle and almost like compounds those like negative emotions and those limiting beliefs. And so every time it comes around, like they just get bigger and uglier and harder and just like, you know, it just, it won't go away. It's like, you know, if you sweep it under the rug, it's eventually going to become a massive pile and you're going to have to deal with it. So better to kind of nip it you know at a manageable point or if you're at the point where you're like oh shit like this pile is pretty big like don't hide anymore don't hide it anymore face you know uh, start to face your own truths and um allow allow yourself to shed a bit of light you know a little bit of light on the dark and light will always win light will always win positive will always outwin the negative always um it may it may feel really scary but it it's to me the most rewarding gift you can give yourself it's it's the best gift you could give yourself you i had heard you speak rachel on another podcast and one thing that really drew me to you was the topic that you were discussing was not always having to be in the highest of vibrations mm-hmm. or being okay i think with not being sunshine and rainbows all the time. Mm -hmm. And this also, and again, maybe this is my projection of it, but I really struggle sometimes when I'm thinking about living this type of lifestyle and just being open and um, into law of attraction and manifestation and higher vibrations that, wow, like I almost get down on myself like, oh, you're feeling upset again and bad or mad or you're in a dark place you shouldn't be this way because you're more evolved or you're more enlightened. And hearing you talk about that, I was just on board of, I need to talk to this lady. I need to, (laughs) because I think it's an interesting piece that you brought up and to say a feeling that not, we're not always going to be in high vibe and that's okay. I mean, I think that's such a common misconception when, when someone chooses a higher vibrational path or that path of, I don't know, it, it, you can define it in multiple ways. You know, for me, it could be, you know, my kind of my awakening, my spiritual awakening or my personal development journey. Um, yeah, like I, I think I struggled with that for a while at the beginning of my journey of like, you know, I always have to be in a good mood or I always have to be a quote unquote high vibe. And, you know, the reality of it is the spiritual journey, the personal development journey is messy. Like it's not linear. And because of that messiness, because you choose that path of growth for your greater good, for the greater good of others around you, um, you 
it's okay to not feel your best at all times because to me that's the most spiritual part of the spiritual journey is to feel the feels you have to feel in order to heal so if we're going through our growth journey like you know unfazed by things and just you know putting on this 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 front that everything's a-okay I feel like you're bullshitting yourself I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a pretty un spiritual thing to to do I mean and I even saying that is kind of unspiritual because I I don't I don't want to judge people but I think you're kidding yourself like you're not being real or authentic with yourself and I think the spiritual journey is about real authenticity is about really um uh honoring yourself the good the bad and the ugly and yes you know going through the mud and and feeling the feels as part of spiritual growth is um is is leading you to a higher, higher vibrational state. So simply, so having moments of a lower vibration is your opportunity to tune in and be like, okay, all right, time for me to grow a bit. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm listening. Like, what do I need to do? Like what's coming up? And that's part of your spiritual growth. Like that's, that's part of it is, is your ability to acknowledge and to recognize when you're not feeling your high vibe self and not feeling your best and and you have the tools or you have the opportunity that the ability to to check in and the I think the more advanced we get on our journeys like the the longer we've been doing it the quicker we are at being able to to do that check-in you know to be able to like correct it course correct quicker than um, than we we are in the beginning and and because of it you're able to shift a lot quicker out of it so you know, having a, a day feeling shit, feeling, you know, bad or low vibe is okay. Like it's part of the journey. Um, it's, it's, it's what I, what I, it's what I say is like new level, new devil, right? So as we grow and expand, um, we're going to be met with a new challenge or we're going to face a new uh, limitation. And um, it's just an, another opportunity to grow. It's, you know, and to me that that's high vibe. Like if you recognize it and you see it as that, that's high vibe, even if you don't feel your best, right? I like the spin on that, that like taking that of getting down on yourself because you're having a low vibration to actually say, actually, that is pretty high vibe. Totally. How long do you get to sit in low vibe before you're (laughs) saying, okay, well now, now I'm just in victim. Um, Can you repeat that? How long do you get to kind of sit in that low vibe and be in that space before you have to be really honest with yourself and say, all right, now we're just playing victim. I think it, I think it changes. Mm -hmm. I I can, I, I feel like it's not fair to put like a, like a, like a time limit or like a frame because, you know, some person, some, someone listening could be like, you know, put a timer on like, okay, I only have 20 minutes to, to be in this feeling. Like for everyone, it's a journey. And, and, and the, the, the beautiful, but also the complicated thing with, you know, embarking on a personal development journey is, is, is kind of like creating your own rules with it you know creating your own timeline like it's different for every single person we're all so unique so um you know like i mentioned it's kind of like you know a muscle so once you 
once you've been through it a few times, like you're going to be able to pivot or shift a lot quicker. Um, and so your, you know, your bounce back rate faster, but, um, you know, if you're new to it, it, it could take you, could take you a couple hours, could take you a couple of days, could take you a couple of weeks. You just got to sit with it. You got to be gentle with yourself. I think that's the biggest thing, learning self-compassion whenever it is, um, you know, you're going through that period or that uh, phase, just, just be easy on yourself, like love yourself a little bit more, forgive yourself, um, give yourself that time, that space, be around the people you need to be around or, or remove yourself if you need to. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it is completely different and unique for every single person. Such good advice too to just be gentle. I think for so many of us who have a lot of my listeners, I know I'm myself included, definitely lean more toward that masculine side of energy. And then there's just that, that timeline or that pressure of, Oh no, you know, you've, you've had a bad day. You've had that feel like let's push through. You're done now. Oh yeah. And and again, like a lot of that, that's where, that's what I feel like what a lot of the women I work with um, when they come to me first, like that's, that's what they're accustomed to. And so it, I kind of call it like this unlearning process, like unlearning how we've been conditioned, unlearning this, this belief that societally we've been imprinted with that we have to um, just like put on a happy face and just like keep moving. Like, no, sometimes it's just the best thing to do is just stop what we're doing and just sit back and just kind of surrender you know it's okay and I I do work with a lot of um you know a lot of my clients of just like doing just that like you know let's stop the wheels from spinning uncontrollably like let's stop um the hamster wheel from from going off the rails and and just like take a step back journal reflect like in, in fact a, a lot of the the you know probably the first few sessions I have with the women is just like they they probably think like okay cool we're journaling <laughs> okay like wow I've invested in myself to journal and it's like when they get into it though they're like whoa okay like this came up I did not expect that and and they start to have the shifts on their own. And then we're able to get into the good stuff, right? Like we have to step back. We have to go back to basics in order to move ahead in the way that the most magic and transformation takes place. Such simple, simple things that we can do, but we just gloss over because we don't feel like something like journaling is going to be the helpful piece. When in reality, <laughs> yeah. for almost everybody that I've spoken to on any kind of spiritual journey, says in some capacity they journal of some kind in some way in some fashion yeah oh yeah it's like when in doubt gotta write it out like it really is so therapeutic and um you know like it 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 brings out truths that you didn't even know were within you like it brings out like yeah it brings stuff up to the surface that you're just like wow, I did not, did not see that one coming. So yeah, it's something that I start a lot of my clients with because we, we, yeah, we, we don't, we don't, we don't take that time to, to do the inner reflection often, you know, we're, we're, um, so accustomed to just like, go, 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 do, do, do action, action. And, um, you know, that, that, that way of doing things is not the way that I've seen the greatest growth and success. So, um, you know, my method is really about stepping back in order to step ahead. Mm. 
You've mentioned, Rachel, a couple times your podcast and how you work with women. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and where they can listen to you on the podcast, where they can search you out on social media and maybe see if working together is a good fit? Yeah. So uh, the podcast is at This Is Vibe Tribe on Instagram. We are the Vibe Tribe podcast on iTunes and Spotify. So you can also search for us there. Uh, my Instagram account, my personal account is at Freedom Rach, two H's. And um, my my website is freedomschool.co. So if you're interested in working together, you can slide into my DMs. You can creep me on Instagram. You can poke around my website, get a better feel for who I am and what, um, yeah, what my method, my process is. Um, and yeah, feel free to email or DM whichever way you prefer. And we can chat about how we can help you design and create the freedom life that you've been dreaming of. I love to end with just a few questions. So everybody just has a tiny more insight on who Rachel is. And the first thing that I always like to know is, Everybody has morning rituals these days. Everybody has a routine. But what is the very first thing in the morning that you do for you? Yeah, so my morning routines are pretty sacred now. So first thing I do is um, the order switches up every day, but it is a combination of um, a kundalini kriya. So kundalini yoga, which is... um, mantra-based yoga chanting. Uh, I will do some free writing, so some journaling based on, um, you know, what's coming up for me that day. If it's, you know, manifestations I want to get clear on, or if it's maybe some of my own shadow work that I'm just trying to work through, like I'll just, I'll write, I'll write it out. I'll get clear with it. Um, I'll sit in some quiet reflection for um, a little bit. Again, that timing changes, uh, day to day. Um, but visualization is a big component of that, especially if my free writing has consisted of, um, I'll sit in the visualization of that manifestation. And then I love to do goddess devotion. So pulling a card, I recently just finished the Kuan Yin goddess devotion, which is all about, um, love, compassion, divine feminine energy. Um, and I have a deck that goes with it. So I'll pull a card and then I'll do a little bit of chanting and, and kind of like praying to whatever goddess I'm working with at that given time. I, yeah. So the, the time day to day, but at least like 20 minutes, um, is what I'll give to that. What a great way to start your day. What an empowered way to start your day. Yeah. Yeah. It feels pretty good. What would you say, Rachel, is your super weapon? Ooh, super weapon. Okay, so I've never been asked this question, but honestly, I feel like this, I've got this ability to see the potential in everyone. Like, I've always had this eternal optimism within me where when someone comes to me, and this could be a friend, a family member, a client, and you know, they'll tell me what they desire. They'll tell me their dreams. They'll tell me something that they wish they could do. And I believe so wholeheartedly in their ability to achieve that. And I think that's worked really well in my favor now that I am a mindset and success coach, because 
I genuinely believe in every one of my clients' potential. Like I see it, I know it's possible. And if I'm able to see it and believe it for them, I believe that their believability is able to increase. And so, and I think it's something that not everybody necessarily has. Like, does that make sense? Like, I I don't know. I, I feel like it allows me to empower in a super genuine and authentic way. And it, and it, and it makes people feel immediately comfortable and, and, you know, just super charged. Uh, and I think just inspired to go after what they want. And it's something that I've lived by, you know, I've always had this like youthful, playful energy about myself where if I want to do something, I just do the damn thing. Like I, don't know all the answers. I don't have all of the solutions, but I'll just like do it. Like I just often don't think twice. And sometimes that's, you know, not been the greatest thing. And it's, you know, led me to, um, you know, less than desirable results. But the thing is I've done it, I've gone for it. And I, I can impose that upon, um, almost everyone that I, that I interact with. Like, I, I know you can do it and you can do it. And if you're willing to actually do the work, then you can do it. So, um, I think that's, yeah, one of my, I guess like my superpowers is seeing that within others. I think that makes perfect sense. And I think that that goes to show that you're following your soul's path and purpose in coaching, because that is a special skill that you have. And not every person has that. And that's why not everybody is fit to be a coach. And you totally embody that in that yeah, kind, of kind of inner crazy. cheerleader for everybody in, in a, in a great way. Yeah, I know. I never really, I know it's crazy. I mean, it's something that I've, I've realized. And, and the crazy thing is, and, and this is also really, I think powerful is that, you know, I didn't realize my inner gifts or my innate gifts for a long time. And I think that's, that that's something a lot of us don't, don't realize, you know, and, and because we're, we're conditioned to like, you know, be humble, don't brag too much, don't shine others. And, and it's not about, you know, if I'm, if I'm honoring my gifts and my strengths, it's not to outshine someone else. It's not to brag about what, what I, what I'm capable of. Right. It's, it's not to put others down. Um, and so for so long, I felt like I didn't fully express what, what lit me up. I didn't fully express what, you know, I was, what I was given. And, and, um, now that I am aware of it, I'm really passionate about helping others uncover what their innate gifts are and, and own what their gifts are, like lead with what their gifts are. Right. Um, because that's where, that's where the magic is. Like that's where, that's where the success is. That that's, that's your, that's your secret sauce. Like that's your superpower. So your gifts are, are, are there to be shared. And if we're suppressing them, then, um, you know, that's not serving anyone whatsoever. What a beautiful view. The final question that everybody has to always answer is what does being fierce mean to you? Mm, I love the word fierce. I think it's just about being unapologetic in your quest for personal growth, personal achievement, freedom. Like, you know, just, just being true to you, uh, listening to, to yourself, your intuition, your inner voice, uh, because like that, that, that's where all your answers are. And, um, being fierce is, is, 
you know, quieting the noise, that external noise, that societal noise, um, you know, the noise from others around you and, 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 you know, carving out your own path, pursuing your own passion, doing the damn thing. Like that's fierce to me. That's, that's like, that's so empowering. Just doing the damn thing that I love that. Do the damn thing. I love it. <laughs> Rachel, this has been fantastic. I I love all these messages. I love, like, I was just, I have so many quotes from you in just the moments that we talked and just, I love it. I love everything that you're doing and how you're helping so many others. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for sharing your message with, with our audience. No, thank you so much for having me. And I'm yeah very grateful to be able to share my, my insights and, Yeah, hopefully it resonates with you and your audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.